How's it going? Okay, so if you're hearing this, you're probably like, what's going on? Why are you talking to me like this? Uh, well, so we, we, we went through a rebrand. We originally were, speaking of which, we're now Drunken Book Club. But I wanted to keep old episodes alive. So here are the episodes before the main update to Drunken Book Club. These are, you know, episodes that we did on a bunch of different books before we rebranded to Drunken Book Club. I keep referring to us as Drunken Book Club, but also reference speaking of which, which is the old podcast. So there we are. Also, our new socials for this are at DBC underscore pod for Twitter. And our Patreon is patreon.com slash Drunken Book Club. Definitely recommend checking it out. It's only a dollar a month, and you can tell us what books to read. All right, well, that's it. You guys enjoy the episode. Bye-bye. Have you ever thought to yourself, hey, these guys should talk about this book on Drunken Book Club? Or even, hey, I want to hear them gush about this on Rubles Rupees. Well, guess what? We'll listen to you if you pitch in a dollar on our Patreon. That's right, for one dollar, we'll listen to you. And along with that dollar, you know what else you get? You get access to all the bonus episodes that I put out every single week, including the backlogs, and early access to all our podcasts and videos, and everything else that I put up on there. So for a dollar, I think it's pretty much worth it, but you be the judge. Check it out. It's at patreon.com slash speaking of which. Thank you and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to Drunken Book Club. I'm your kind of attractive teacher straight out of college, Mr. Rupal, joined with... Your preteen. I'm just figuring out everything about the world, Sam. <laughs> uh, before we get into our book conversation today, um, I went I went to the laundry room to buy me and Sam some sodas uh, for dinner because um, we were we were getting a, a, a slightly fancier meal, if you would, mm-hmm. that didn't include sodas. I mean, we could have, but uh, we were like, nah, it'll be cheaper. We just buy some soda at home. Yeah, soda at home. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'll go buy sodas while Sam goes and drives over to Cereal Grillers, um, to pick up my delicious calzone and her mediocre... My grilled cheese that was not grilled cheese. That that was pretty sad looking. That looked vaguely warmed. Yeah. That was something that, like, five-year-old Sam would have considered grilled cheese, because I didn't like my bread really yeah. darkly toasted. I would, I would write a review, honestly, or write, be like, hey... You know, I always enjoy having your food, but what the fuck is this? Yeah. I wish I took a picture, because that, yeah. that shit was, like, anemic. Yeah, that was pretty sad. But my calzone was delicious, as always. But uh, I went over to the laundry room with the soda machines, and uh, so people sometimes leave stuff, you know, kind of be like, hey, uh, for a good home or whatever, here you go. On the table were, like, four shot glasses. Uh, one was birthday girl. <laughs> And I can't remember what the other two said, but one of them, I was I was very close to getting. I was very close to picking up. It said Wabo Cabo. <laughs> <laughs> are you Wabo or are you Cabo, Sam? I think you've told me I'm Wabo. No, you're Cabo. Oh, I'm Cabo. Yeah. Okay. I'm Wabo. Okay. I don't know what it means. <laughs> I was going to say, fuck if I know. Uh, hello and welcome to Drunken Book Club. Sorry for that little tangent there, but I figured it was something I forgot to tell Sam. And I was like, you know what? It's kind of fun to bring up. This this month's episode of Drunken Book Club, we read a classic. That's right. I, I think this may be the oldest book we've read for Drunken Book Club. Because most of the books have been either 80s or 90s. Yeah, I think this is probably the oldest. Uh, we read 
Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Uh, written by the amazing... Judy Bloom. It's not Judy Bloom. Is it? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, it is Judy Bloom. I almost picked up a couple Judy Bloom books at the... Um, Savers. I went to Savers. I walked... Uh, yet again, another tangent. I walked to Savers today because it's community day for Pikmin Bloom. And I was like, fuck it, I need to walk around a bit. Because I didn't walk around a lot at work. And I didn't want to bug Sam, really. I was like, you know what? She's fine. She doesn't need to... need. I don't need to bug her. So, I, was, I was at the mall a little bit before Which I'm a little mall. pissed that she she was at the mall already. So I'm but, sorry I didn't tell you. It's okay. It's not your fault. But there were a couple of Judy Bloom books. Like, there was Super Fudge and another one of the more, like, weird... Like, not weird ones, but, like, one of the more... Like, for teens and preteen ones. I can't remember which one it was. Uh, Chris, if you can remember while editing, drop that. Drop that hint. Drop that editor's note. Thank you. Nope. Uh, but yeah, I, that's all I had to say. There were no good books at this saver. I was kind of peeved, honestly. You took all you the good ones? Apparently, because like, there was nothing that special. There was, like, a couple Hank the Cow Dogs, like, classic ones, but... I'm not, like, collecting those. Like, I'll I'll buy them every now and then if it's, like, a funny cover or something or a funny title. But, uh, yeah, no, thank you. There's no monkey here <laughs> to be disappointing. <laughs> okay, but no, we, we read Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. Uh, Sam, what did you pregame? I pregamed onto what we're calling Heavy Flow Margaritas, which are strawberry margaritas with some strawberry grenadine, like, strawberry kind of grenadine mixed in it. It's a strawberry mixer, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I pre-gamed on one of those, and I also had a rum and coke earlier for dinner. I actually had it with my dinner. It was delicious. I made it with uh, the Kraken rum, the the dark spiced rum we had, and a little bit of grenadine in there. Very delicious. And I'm currently nursing a... I can't remember what it's called. My friend Alex told me about it, but I can't remember what it's called, but... It has blueberry gin, um, oh god, uh, elderberry liqueur, a little bit of strawberry mix shit, and a little bit of lime juice. I can't remember what it's called, but it looks like the heavy flow after a night's sleep. You know what I mean, ladies? I mean, that's what I ex- explained, told you. So, yeah. Yeah, I would know. Yeah. Ladies. Uh, okay, so let's get into our first thoughts of the book, Sam. What were your initial thoughts about this book? Uh, Had you read it before at this point? I had never. Okay. Had you shown any interest? Not really, because, like, my mom was like, yeah, it's a thing, but, like, kind of, it's one of those, like, by the time I was in sixth grade, I was trying, I was, I'm trying to remember what I was into, but I don't think I would have probably read this of my own volition. Okay. And I think my mom felt it might have been a little outdated. Yeah, Depending on the yeah, version, she might yeah. be right. <laughs> I was about to say, if she read the version I read, for sure. And then which mine, we'll get into. mine also has a bit of stuff that I'm like, this is a little, yeah, little dated for. All right, well, we'll get into that. We'll we'll get into that discussion. All right. So my initial thoughts were, I've never read this book, but I am aware of the basic premise of this one. It's about a girl who's blossoming into womanhood and praying for guidance because she is unsure of herself and of her world. Yeah, like that. Those were my initial thoughts. Uh, somewhat right. Yeah. Somewhat not, right. Not far off. I was about to say, it's definitely... If you read a, if you made a book report based on that, I'd give it like a C. Yeah. Of the, I haven't read it, but I'm just going to go off of yeah. vibes. So, uh, let's describe our respective colors, because me and Sam actually read two different versions. I read a, like, er, late 70s, early 80s version of the book. 
And I read mid to late 80s, I believe. Yeah. Mine is 86, I'm going to say. Okay. So yours is definitely... Yeah, because mine def- had something that yours didn't. That I know of for sure. Yeah. Or it might be 1990, I, I believe yours is the 90s version, if I'm not mistaken. Says, if I'm reading this correctly. That isn't... Uh, let me see real quick. Oh, no, I dropped I dropped it. I'm drunk, I'm sorry. This is drunken book club, after all. There you go. <laughs> he said it. He said it. Uh, no, this is what's it called. This is an 80s one. Just the 89.90, though, at the bottom. That is true. I mean, it would have re- been reprinted, but this is from the 86 uh, yeah. re- re-release. Because, yeah, that covers... That, that's a that's definitely a cover. Uh, my cover isn't anything special. Uh, it has a girl who is in, her, in like, mid-hair flip facing the reader, but her eyes are looking towards the right. She's wearing an ugly-as-sin orange and black dress... That would have her fitting in with all the Goblin Corps kids. <laughs> also, I guess there's a like house in the background. Yeah. And Sam, how would you describe your cover? Mine is four girls like laying on the ground in that like kind of friendship pose that it feels like it would be for like an an er, an always commercial for like teenagers. <laughs> and one girl has kind of like blonde hair, arms crossed, very sassy looking. Yeah. And then there's a girl with like a little choker. And what looks to be a red tank top, like, really smiling. There's kind of the eye roll girl, like, kind of wedged in the corner. Not that's, like, corner. that's that's fucking Margaret. I thought this was Margaret. I guess. I don't know. I feel like the awkward one would be Margaret. Because yeah. she doesn't quite fit in immediately. I feel like this is Nancy. Yeah, that that's is de- Nancy. The, the blonde one's definitely Nancy. But kind of the awkward, like, <laughs> kind yeah. of, like, smile for the camera. And then there's, like, the, I got my hair done at Sears for this <laughs> face. Because, like... She has, like, a full, like, nicely done hair and, like, a orange tank top thing. Yeah, it's got, like, a collar and buttons. It seems like something my mom would buy for me in fifth grade. Yeah. Not gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> I think I had something like this <laughs> in 2003. Yeah. Your cover is definitely not one to call home about. Yeah. I, I kind of like my cover a bit more, even if it is ugly as all sin. It at least feels very, like, you go, this is 70s. Yeah. Whereas mine's, like, it feels anywhere from, like, 1980 to mid-2000s. It feels like a 2000s one, honestly. Yeah. Like, or at least a 90s print. Yeah. Like, it's, Again, kind of, it's kind of boring, like, in that sense. I think it's the 90s print, but it's the 89, or 86 yeah, it's, it's edition. 80, yeah, it's the 86 version. Oh, and the background's, like, a nice blue. I do like the blue on the background. Yeah. Yeah. So, I actually saw a look at, like, I want to say the 2014 edition. Yeah, that's the one with the text message, right? Well, there's two. There's, okay. like, a paperback one, mm-hmm. where it just looks like a normal, it looks like an iPhone, honestly, text. Yeah. And then there's, like, a leather-ish one mm-hmm. that is just all pink, but with that embossed. Okay. It's kind of cool. Yeah. I know some people question that one, but I kind of like the, are you there? And then God's ghosting you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I kind of yeah. like that, like, cover, honestly. Like, especially if you've read the book, it's kind of feels accurate to the Yeah, it's thing. Not, not far off. And yeah. I don't know how they modernized it, because I didn't read that one, so. Yeah. That's what I said. I kind of wish he had gone for more modern, but I'm not bashing well, you. I told you I could have gone for the other yeah, one, too. And you were like, nah. It's fine. The one you got was fine. All right. Chapter one. Let us read the first prayer. Sam, read the first prayer on this page. You're, you're Margaret. I'm directing you. Be Margaret. Are Be you, insecure. You're good. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. We're moving today. I'm so scared, God. I've never lived anywhere but here. I s- suppose I hate my new school. Suppose everyone there hates me. Please help me, God. Don't let New Jersey be too horrible. Thank you. 
We got some bad news for you, Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> That's in my notes. Uh, so Margaret had gotten back from camp when she found out her family was moving to Farbrook, New Jersey. Margaret tries to understand why they left and believes it's because of her grandmother, who, as Margaret's mother says, is too much of an influence on young Margaret. Uh, she's sad that she won't get to see her grandma too much, but she says, uh, but she's, but she won't miss hearing her ask if she has any boyfriends, if, if they're Jewish. Which Margaret says she doesn't have any boyfriends and wouldn't care if they're Jewish or not. So I put, like, first, like, to be fair, I'd also be pissed. My family was like, hey... Yeah. We're moving. Yeah, just coming back from summer camp. Yeah, no no notice, no like, hey. Like, didn't even be like, hey, this. we're looking for a house, hun. Yeah. And then also, I'm like, Grandma is either Jewish or anti-Semitic with that question. Because. <laughs> that is true. Without the tone, like, yeah. you can't tell if it's like, the please be Jewish or please God don't be Jewish. Yeah. Chapter two. There's a knock at the front door. Margaret answers it. And it's a girl named Nancy Wheeler who asks Margaret if she would like to play under the sprinklers. Margaret accepts, but she is unaware where her bathing suit is, and Nancy says she can use one of hers. So they head to Nancy's house. Nancy gives Margaret a bathing suit, and Margaret knows it's going to be a little too big for her. Margaret asks where she can change, and Nancy says, here is fine, and stays in the room as Margaret changes. It's not even the creepiest part, though. She's, like, watching her change. Yeah. Like, it's not just one of those, like, oh, we're in the same room, but we're not really... She's, like... Like, I had a question right here of, that's not something girls do, right? Change in front of each other? I mean, like, we've changed, like, I've changed in front of other girls, but it's like, we don't just stare at each other. Yeah, because, like, she was staring. Yeah, we just, like, change clothes. Cause... Yeah, Margaret is a little creeped out that Nancy doesn't leave the room. Nancy comments on how Margaret is still flat, and she's blossoming already, and then in a few years, she'll be like one of those Playboy girls. That got weird fast. Yeah, yeah, I was like... Margaret thinks about how her dad gets Playboy and that she has seen the Centerfold girls and that Nancy is far from one of them. <laughs> Nancy then asks if Margaret has kissed a boy yet, and Margaret has not. Nancy says she hasn't either, but practices on her pillow, which she then shows Margaret. Is this normal still? Like, do we need to get an updated edit of this one? I, f I don't know, because I... I think I did something kind of similar when I was, like, in sixth grade, but it wasn't something I did regularly. It's not something you would show another friend? No, I would be like, oh, what the fuck do you do that for? That's weird. Yeah. No. But again, I don't know if that's just, like, a time thing, or a region thing, or I don't know. They finally finish up and go, out go outside, where we meet Nancy's nosy mother, who gives Nancy the third degree. We then meet Nancy's 14-year-old brother, Evan, who Nancy says is interested in two things. Naked pictures of girls and dirty books. Ain't that the truth, sister? He pulls a prank on the two girls and gets them soaked, which upsets Nancy. We also meet Moose, who offers to cut Margaret's lawn for her parents. Nancy then walks Margaret home and says that on the first day of school, she needs to wear loafers without socks so she can join her secret club she's forming. That night, Margaret has a hard time sleeping in her new room and prays to God. Let's read page 14, uh, and along with the last part here, Sam. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. I'm in my new bedroom, but I still have the same bed. It's so quiet here at night. Nothing like the city. I see shadows on my wall and hear these funny creaking sounds. It's scary, God. Even though my father says all these houses make noises and the shadows are only trees. I hope he knows what he's talking about. I met a girl today. Her name's Nancy. She expected me to be very grown up. I think she was disappointed. Don't you think it's time for me to start growing, God? 
If you could arrange it, I'd be very glad. Thank you. My parents don't know I actually talk to God. I mean, if I told them, they'd think I'm some kind of religious fanatic or something. So I keep it very private. I can talk to him without moving my lips if I have to. My mother says God is a nice idea. He belongs to everybody. Chapter 3 The next day, Margaret and her dad go to buy a lawnmower, and her dad mows the lawn. When he goes to empty the bag, he accidentally cuts his hand and they go to the hospital, where they meet Dr. Potter, who mentions his daughter's the same age as Margaret, and that she's attending the same school as her. After they get home, they call Moose to cut their lawn from now on. On Labor Day, Margaret gets up early to arrange her desk how she likes it, even though she knows by October it'll be a mess. I, too, have this problem. Yeah, I was going to say mood. She then hears a knocking at the door, and when her parents don't get it, she does. It's her grandma! Grandma has brought a ton of food from New York. Margaret then gives her the grand tour of the house, and Grandma comments on why they had to move. They then hear Margaret's parents getting up. She rushes upstairs to tell them the good news. Her parents are less than enthusiastic about this. Later, Margaret shows Grandma her room, and Grandma says she will call her at 7.30 every day to ask her about about her day and to tell her news of New York. But she says to keep it a secret from her parents. They spend the day with her, and they take her back before dark. Grandma says she'll try to visit at least once or twice a month to see Margaret. Is Grandma giving anyone else weird vibes? So my thought is, is I'm like, I feel like, again, it's a very generational thing. Mm-hmm. Of, like, it used to be a thing where you just pop by unannounced. Yeah. No, I was talking about the whole calling and don't let your parents know I'm calling. See, for me, it sounds like Mom and Grandma have a thing. Yeah. And it's one of those, like, don't. It will be a thing in the house, so just answer the phone. Just don't make it an issue. And also it felt kind of... I I even wrote in my notes, and I lost the note because I changed... I removed a page, and I think I removed the page with that note. Um, But I was like, Mom, if you're you're listening to this, please never do that when we have a house. Like, never come over uninvited. Don't don't do that. Okay, your sister... Is that so wrong? Like <laughs> Chapter 4. I think that's reasonable. The first day of school has arrived, and Margaret's mom tells her she should really wear socks because she'll get blisters, but Margaret doesn't listen to her and regrets it later. So my thought with that, hmm. wear the socks while walking. Mm-hmm. When you get to school, take off the socks. Yeah. When she arrives in her classroom, she sees a girl who she assumes is the teacher as she's so tall and it has a figure like an adult, but it turns out she's one of the students. This surprises Margaret because she can clearly see her bra line and says her tits are big for her age. Finally, we meet their new teacher, Miles J. Benedict Jr. He's fresh out of college and asks the kids to fill out a quick survey about themselves. And let's go ahead and read uh, Margaret's answers on page 27, Sam, because I think they're pretty funny. My name is Margaret Ann. Please call me Margaret. You want me to just go the... Yeah. I like long hair, tuna fish, the smell of rain, and things that are pink. I hate pimples, baked potatoes, when my mother's mad, and religious holidays. This year in school, I want to have fun, and also to learn enough to go to seventh grade. I think male teachers are... I think male teachers are the opposite of female teachers. Does that one. Yeah. After school, Margaret is invited to Nancy's house for a secret meeting. Chapter 5. At the meeting is Nancy, Gretchen Potter, and Janie Loomis. They gossip about the girl with the huge gazoobies 
named Laura Danker. They say she goes behind the A&P with boys. They then try to come up with a name for the club, but fail at it, and then get distracted on the subject of the new teacher. They then come up with the name, the PTSs, the Preteen Sensations. <laughs> PTSs, you know what I mean, Sam? Post-traumatic syndrome. <laughs> oh, oh. What? what? <laughs> PTS, isn't it? Is that what PTS is? PTSD, post-traumatic stress oh, disorder. Oh, God, I'm an idiot. So I'm drunk. <laughs> they then each make one rule. The first one is everyone has to wear a bra. That's stupid rule. It is a very stupid rule. The second one is the first girl to get her period has to tell the rest about it. The third one is they have to keep a book, a, a boy book, and they'll go over it every week. And Margaret's rule is they must meet every Monday. We then learn about how Margaret's family isn't religious because her family was, oh my god, because her father was Jewish and her mother was Christian. Margaret's mom's side wouldn't accept a Jewish son-in-law and vice versa with her father's side. They then wonder if she'll join the Y or the Jewish Community Center, which Margaret says her parents will decide when it comes up. That night, Margaret tells her mom that she wants to wear a bra, and we get another prayer on page 37. Feels like fucking church. Open your hymns to page fucking whatever. Don't worry, I I stop with with prayers, but this one I feel is important. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. I just told my mother I want a bra. Please help me grow, God. You know where. I want to be like everyone else. You know, God. My new friends all belong to the Y or the Jewish Center. Which way am I supposed to go? I don't know what you want me to do about that. See? That's important. Chapter 6. The next day, Mr. Benedict asked Margaret about her answer about why she hates religious holidays. She says since she's not part of one, she doesn't care for them. Grandma calls her that night and says that one Saturday, Saturday a month, they'll meet up for lunch and then go to a concert at the Lincoln Center. That Saturday, Moose arrives to work on their lawn. Margaret can't help but watch Moose as she is attracted to the bull. Yeah, you liked that one, didn't you, Sam? What, is that not good? I was saying it's not good, just... <laughs> that afternoon, Margaret and her mother go bra shopping, and Rupal learns how it all works. First, they measure her, and then she goes and tries them on. And Sam, how does this match up to your experience as a girl? So, originally, like, usually they don't even do a measurement if you're, like, have no boobs. They yeah. just tend to give you, like, a training bra. Yeah. Which are basically just, yeah, it's just fabric. It's, it's, <laughs> it what's holds it called? nothing. It's, it's an undershirt, pretty much. Yeah, it's a short undershirt. And then once you actually start to have a difference between your, like, bust lot, like, where your bust is mm-hmm. and your normal, like, ribcage. Yeah. That's when the cups start to come in, okay. difference-wise. So, Sam, please explain to the audience my cup size now. <laughs> Probably like a double A. Yes. Maybe a full A. Yes. Triple A. Triple A is, like, the tiniest. I want triple A. So I can, uh, what's it called? Help people on the side of the road. <laughs> Chapter 7. At school, Margaret needs to fill out her boy book and adds two names to it. Philip Leroy, because he's the most attractive, and Jay Hassler, because he has nice brown eyes and clean fingernails. Their teacher then tells the students that they're going to each have their own year-long project, and the kids moan and groan about it. Which, hey, uh, mood, because I had one of those my senior year, and that shit was stupid. 
It always depends on what it is. Like, honestly, is it bad I chose my major because of what, like, what graduation requirements were? And one of them was, like, a year-long project <laughs> at the end for gender and women's studies. Yeah. But for um, sociology, it was just complete these courses. Hmm. So, I went with the one with just complete these courses. Gotcha. After school, they head over to Nancy's for their first, or sorry, not their first meeting, but their meeting. They all check for their bras, which they all are wearing. Everyone is wearing a go bra, except for Nancy, who is proudly wearing a 32 double A, which everyone is impressed with. I laughed so hard when they said they were impressed. I mean, it's... Ooh. Yeah. Some type of booby. Nancy says they need to exercise to get bigger boobs, and the exercise goes like this, Sam. Would you would you mind explaining this exercise on page 46? I'll add a little music right here. Like this, Nancy said. She made fists, bent her arms at the elbow, and moved them back and forth, sticking her chest way out. She said, I must, I must, I must increase my bust. She said it over and over again. We copied her movements and chanted with her. We must, we must, we must increase our bust. So I found a video of Jimmy, Judy Bloom doing the exercise and saying the words, and it's amazing because she says it clearly doesn't work and shows off her tiny boobs, but also claims that it shouldn't matter. Yes, queen. Yeah. I can't, like... <laughs> uh, if I try and do it. Aw, porcita. They also, then... I don't need to increase my bust, please, God, no. <laughs> Are you there, God? Please increase Sam's bust. Oh. Are you there, God? No. Cancel that order. Are you there, God? She's a heathen. <laughs> Are you there, God? Yes. <laughs> Are you there, God? Don't listen to her. Don't listen to heathen woman. Actually, I'm not really a heathen, because heathen is a mainly more like Norse paganism. I'm not fully into that. Uh-huh, sure. Heathen! For, Val- for God! You all said for Valhalla. I did. Showing I'm your f- ass there. They then go over their boy books, and everyone has Philip Leroy as number one. The next day at school, the whole class plays a prank on the teacher. They all start making peeps to sound like birds, and they all do it at different times to confuse him. The next day, Mr. Benedict had arranged their desk as a U-shape and a new seating order. Margaret is next to a troublemaking boy named Freddy, and Laura, the tit monster. That afternoon... (laughs) Sam does not like the term tit monster. No, because I was one of the girls that developed early. Did did boys think you went behind the A and P? Or girls say you go behind the A and P? No, because they probably thought I was a dyke. <laughs> so you brought girls behind the A and P? No, they just made fun of me. Aww. And one girl called me the Michelin Man. That's not funny, Chris. That is not funny. It is mean and gross. Isn't that right, Sam? Yes, it was. Uh, I can't I... remember your name, but fuck you. That afternoon, they have P.E. The boys play baseball and Mr. Benedict, uh, sorry, with Mr. Benedict, while the girls attend P.E. with Mrs. Abbott's. The teacher stands all the girls by size, and she tells them that it's important to stand up straight for posture, and that this year, they will be growing in many ways. That night, Margaret does her exercises and talks with God on page 50. Hey, you get to participate, Sam, don't you? Aren't you happy? Just feels again like church of... Stand up, sit down, read the fucking book. Read the fucking book. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. I have a gun to my head. I just did an exercise to help me grow. Have you thought about it, God? About my growing, I mean. I got a bra now. It would be nice if I had something to put in it. Of course, if you don't think I'm ready, I'll understand. I'm having a test in school tomorrow. Please let me get a good grade on it, God. I want you to be proud of me. Thank you. 
The next day, they have a test, and Freddy says not to put her name on it because the whole class is pulling another prank on Mr. Benedict. Margaret reluctantly does so, even though she studied so hard. Oh, so hard. Chapter 8. The next morning, the tests are returned to their proper location, and Mr. Benedict has won this round. Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, heh, heh, heh. He also reminds the class about their year-long projects, and Margaret questions about what she should do. She thinks doing it on discovering what religion she is is a good option and prays about it. Read page 53, Sam. <laughs> am I really participating or am I just your narration? I, I, I think it's nice that she... Don't you like reading these? I do. I so, mean, I can take over. No, I'm good. I can do my girl voice. I'm good. Okay. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. What would you think of me doing a project on religion? You wouldn't mind, would you, God? I'd tell you all about it. And I won't make any decisions without asking you first. I think it's time for me to decide to, what to be. I can't go on being nothing forever, can I? Yes, you can, Margaret. <laughs> if you want to, you can. That Saturday, Margaret goes out to New York with her grandma. Grandma notices Margaret's bra and says she's growing up so fast. On their way back to the train station, Margaret asks if she can go to the temple with her. Grandma is ecstatic that Margaret has decided to be Jewish. But Margaret tells her that she hasn't decided to be Jewish yet. And just wants to know what the deal is. Grandma says she will take her on Rosh Hashanah. Margaret tells her parents that she plans on going to temple and they're not excited about it. Uh, the chapter ends with a prayer on page 56. <laughs> Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. I'm going to temple today with Grandma. It's a holiday. I guess you know that. Well, my father thinks it's a mistake and my mother thinks the whole idea is crazy, but I'm going anyways. I'm sure this will help me decide what to be. I've never been inside a temple or a church. I'll look for you, God. I, see, I thought that was important. Yeah. Chapter 9. Margaret attends Rosh Hashanah service at her grandma's temple. For the most part, she doesn't understand most of what they're saying and gets bored and counts all the different colored yarmulkes. A simple chapter to show us Margaret's growing views on religious. Yeah. On religion. <laughs> I, put, I like how she's kind of ambivalent on religion. Yeah. Okay, chapter so. 10. Three things happened the first week of November. Laura Dinker wore a sweater, so she had some nice sweater puppies, in the words of her classmates. They didn't use the word sweater puppies. I just thought it would be funny to use sweater puppies because it's a Stephen King term. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the second thing was Margaret went to church with Jamie, Janie Loomis. Margaret felt that it was pretty much the same thing as Temple, which isn't wrong. Yeah, I mean... The third thing was that the PTA announced a square dance for the three sixth-grade classes. In the following weeks, Mr. Benedict taught his class how to square dance during their PE period. The dance happens, and nothing of relevance happens. I mean, like, other than... My, one of my favorite things I put for uh, with the church mm -hmm. is Margaret's No Fool, because they were trying to do, like, the, oh, we'll try... Like, that was the, we'll, we'll, we'll talk, like, get you over to our side. Yeah. And she's like, fuck you. Yeah. Not that quite that, but that kind of... Chapter 11. In December, the PTSs have a meeting where Gretchen stole one of her father's anatomy books to ogle the male anatomy parts. They get to the male reproductive system. And Nancy claims that her brother looks like that. They question her, and she says he walks around naked. Gretchen admits that her dad used to walk around naked, but has stopped recently for some reason. The reason is probably because he shouldn't around his kids. Yeah, it's weird. Janie claims she'll never be naked around people. 
Nancy says when she grows more, she'll want people to look at her like Playboy models. This discussion brings up the fact that Margaret's dad has a subscription that she should go and she should go get that that magazine for them to look at. They ogled the centerfold named Hillary Bright and comment on how she looks so unproportional. They end their meeting with with 50 I must increase my bust. <laughs> also, I could not find a Hillary Bright in Playboy. So, made up name. I mean, that's kind of good in a way of like not like kind of body because they're kind of body shaming the whole like that doesn't look proportional yeah fair so enough. i mean some some of those models do look yeah but so i'm just more saying like it, it just feels like a safer bet than... well sam she had a microscopic head and a big foot she's very unproportional <laughs> i mean if that was the case she's very attractive besides the giant foot and tiny head Sorry, I'm just she a... looks like the beetlejuice guy <laughs> with a giant foot yeah and and a very good figure and, and big tits, obviously. Yeah, yeah, good figure. Just tits, good tits comes with a good figure, right? I mean, some people have small tits and a good figure. That's fair. Mister, uh, sorry, chapter twelve. Mister Benedict Slass has been chosen to sing for the upcoming Christmas Hanukkah pageant. Some of the kids have excuses as to not sing the Christmas songs, and same with the Hanukkah ones. This pageant has Margaret wondering whether she'll celebrate Hanukkah or Christmas from now on, as her parents don't celebrate either, but do exchange gifts on Christmas as it's an American tradition, as they put it. After the pageant, when Margaret gets home, she has a letter. Chapter 13. It's an invitation to a supper party for a boy named Norman Fishbean. Uh, drip, as Margaret refers to him. I put drip then versus now, because it means something different now. <laughs> so, it took me a while to find out what a drip was, and it's just an insult word originating from Scotland, meaning someone who is stupid, i.e. a drip of drool from their mouth, I assume. I would guess so. Yeah, so, I it, it, it's like the, like, seventh definition on Urban Dictionary. I mean, yeah, because... The modern day drip. Again, that hasn't... I don't even know if that was used in the 80s. Even though she doesn't care for him, she's still excited to be invited to a party. Nancy calls her to let her know that the whole class is invited and that they should wear uh, that they should dress fancy. On the day of the party, Margaret gets all dolled up and cleaned up. Before getting finished, she uh, finished up. She looks at herself naked in the mirror and notices a few hairs growing, but nothing else is growing. And she reminds God that she'd like to grow now, bitch. Also, like, the whole, like, getting dressed up like that for a party kind of thing. Yeah. Feels almost like what I'd imagine more 1950s and 60s. Okay. Versus, like, I know in the 80s and 90s, probably not, like... I mean, I dressed go. up fancy for, like, a supper dinner. But, I mean, like, go, for, to, like... go to, like, that length kind of thing. And yeah. the re- And the rest yourself before the party. Hmm. She then goes to the bathroom and grabs cotton balls to fill her bra. She likes the way she looks. She guarantees it. You're gonna like the way you look. I guarantee it. They just put a little bit of cotton balls inside the men's warehouse stuff, too. Yeah. Just around the crotch, though. Yeah, just around the balls. Not the penis area, but the balls. You're like a tanuki. Looks yeah. like a tanuki. Chapter 14. Margaret and her friends arrive at the party. The house is massive. The boys and girls mostly keep to themselves like any teen party. Supper is served and one of the boys gets mustard on the ceiling. Mrs. Fishbean is bitchy about this, but what do you expect when you have a bunch of preteens in a room alone? I put, this is why you shouldn't leave 12-year-olds alone. They later have dessert, and Freddy taunts the PTSs, and he gets in a fight with Nancy and ends up tearing her pocket off her dress. She tattles on him, and Mrs. Fishbean is like, stop with all your hanky-panky and abominable behavior. 
Never. Exact words, by the way. And everyone laughs at that, because... Norman suggests that they all play a game, and he chooses Guess Who. The game isn't the Milton Bradley original. The game is the boys and girls stand on opposite sides, and the lights get turned off, and the boys have to tell who is who by touch only. The girls say no. And they say it's above, like, neck up. Yeah. But my problem is, is I know there's going to be... Boob touching, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's that's the point of it, Sam. Yeah, I'm just saying that, like, that's so creepy and gross. Like, I don't Then like it. he offers spin the bottle, and they agree. To prevent homosexuals, they say no boys kissing boys and vice versa. Prudes much? Why not? Just bros being bros. Yeah. They play a few rounds and only kiss cheeks and foreheads. They grow tired of this and then offer two minutes in the closet. In this version, everyone gets a number. Boys have odds and girls have evens. The first person to go calls that number and whoever has that number goes with them. The first person to go is the birthday boy and he calls 16 and gets Gretchen. After a few rounds, Philip Leroy is up and he calls Margaret's number. They share a few pecks on the lips, and the rest of the girls in the PS- PTSs are jealous of her luck. Maybe if they were main characters, they could kiss the hottest boy in class. <laughs> uh, sadly, Margaret calls the number of the birthday boy, Norman, and he says he has a major crush on her, and Margaret is not flattered by his words. I put one, poor Laura girl can't catch a break, because just yeah. throughout this whole fucking book, it's just bitching and moaning about Laura. I'm just gonna say it. She has a great chapter, though. Oh, no, she does. I'm just saying that. Yeah, I know, I know. At this point, I was like, poor girl. Also, with, um, I think it was, I can't remember which girl. I want to say it was, like, Lainey or something. Yeah, I don't know. You have to explain it. I don't know. Where she got, like, a pixie cut kind of thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And Margaret's like, maybe I should do that, but I spent all the time growing out my hair, and I was like, that was me in eighth grade. Uh, they, uh, it's different in my book. Oh. Yeah, it's a different haircut in my book. They said she looks like an elf. Uh, I, I, it's, I think it's different in mine because I don't remember it being a pixie cut. Well, just said like she cut her hair and it did wonders. She looks like an elf. Okay. Chapter 15. It is now Christmas Eve and Margaret is going to church with Nancy's family and it's a Methodist church. She enjoys the singing but is still not convinced she feels God there. Am I right, folks? We, we are also told that Grandma has moved to Florida as New York has nothing for her. When January comes around, the girls are going to be shown a movie called What Every Girl Should Know. It's about menstruation! The film is shown and the girls have a hard time not giggling. At the end, they're given a booklet with the same name advertising to them what product line to use, and Margaret makes a note not to use that brand because fuck advertising to impressionable kids. Yeah, it's like 10 out of 10 on not seeing through the bullshit. I'm seeing through the bullshit ad. A week later, Gretchen got her period. The PTSs have their meeting, and without going into detail, she explains what happened. Later, Margaret prays to God. Go to page 100. So I want to say some stuff first. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So one, when they talk about, like, if it's painful or not, Mm -hmm. the blood isn't the painful part. Yeah. Also, Nancy, for me, goes like, what about Tampax? Mm -hmm. Did she ask that in yours? I think think so it i read mine like a month like two months ago but basically they say we don't recommend that for like first time for like oh yeah they say i think she's a tampons in mine not tampax yeah she put tampax specifically yeah but i'm like i wouldn't choose it as a first go around because i tried that my first time i had a shit like it was a shit show yeah and it was just a nightmare and so yeah i'm like yeah i wouldn't recommend tampons as a first like your first period yeah no 
And Gretchen used pads in mine. I don't know if that's of any relevance. Uh, yeah, she used pads in mine as well. You said 101? Uh, 100 is okay. a prayer. There we go. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Gretchen, my friend, got her period. I'm so jealous, God. I hate myself for being so jealous, but I am. I wish you'd help me just a little. Nancy's sure she's going to get it soon, too. And if I'm last, I don't know what I'll do. Oh, please, God. I just want to be normal. Nancy and her family went on vacation over Lincoln's birthday. I wouldn't close that. And Margaret got a call before she came back. It only had three words on it. I got it! Margaret tears the card apart. Margaret is jealous and sad that she's not growing up. She tearfully prays to God. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Life is getting worse every day. I need you to be crying for this, Sam. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm going to be the only one that doesn't get it. I know it, God. Just like I'm the only one without a religion. Why can't you help me? Haven't I always done what you wanted? Please, let me be like everyone else. Chapter 16. This chapter is just Margaret and Grandma sending letters to one another. Nothing crazy, just shooting the shit. Grandma does mention that Margaret should come down on her spring break. Chapter 17. Nancy family, Nancy's family takes Margaret to New York with them in the first week of March. Nancy's brother invites Moose, and this excites Margaret. During dinner, Margaret and Nancy go to the restroom with one another. Nancy starts freaking out in her stall, and Margaret gets Nancy's mother. It turns out it's Nancy's first period. That lying bitch! I literally put the same thing. (laughs) I put Nancy's a lying bitch. Now this seems like a realistic first period. Just on a trip, and bang, you start bleeding, and you don't know what to do. Sam, do you know any friend this happened to? I don't. Okay. I'm going to say, I know mine was at the end of, like, the stupid, like, prep for middle school summer thing they had us go to. And literally, I was like, why does it feel weird? And then I noticed there's a blood spot on my pants. Mm. And I was like, shit, shit, Mm. shit, shit. Margaret is a bit pissed at Nancy, but she feels sorry for her uh, more than anything. Nancy asks that she not tell the others about this, and Margaret promises. During dinner, Margaret sits next to Moose, and they touch hands a bunch because he's a lefty. A.K.A. the pure spawn of Satan. Oops, oops, oops. Shut up, Touching Lefty. Hands. Get out, Get out of here, Lefty. Touching hands on accident. She also finds his smell to be irresistible. We finish with a prayer on page 108. Oh, I also love, in this one at least, she was like, I didn't, I didn't lie, it was that I just got it wrong or something. Like, she mistook it or some shit. Yeah. And I'm like, how do you mistake that? <laughs> she you have a really she... nasty poop and your ass blood? Yeah, that's what happened. Because that's what I'm thinking, because otherwise, why the fuck? How do you think you have a period and it's not? Are Read you... the page, Sam. <laughs> Are you Stop the... talking about your massive poops and your bleeding and thinking it was your first period. Did you go to Chipotle? <laughs> Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. I me... had Chipotle. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Margaret. Nancy Wheeler's a big fake. She makes up stories. I'll never be able to trust her again. I will wait to find out from you if I'm normal or not. If you'd like to give me a sign, fine. If not, I'll try to be patient. All is that I ask is that I don't get in school, because if I have to tell Mr. Benedict, I know I would die. Thank you, God. Very fair. Um, mood. It's March 8th, and it's Margaret's birthday. She receives, a, she receives a $100 savings bond from Grandma. That's very Grandma gift. Yep. Three new sweaters, a bathing suit, and a round-trip ticket to Florida in April. At school, Mr. Benedict shakes Margaret's hand and wishes her luck through the year. And the class sings, Happy Birthday to you! And you smile like one, too. 
The PTSs chipped in and got Margaret the new Mice Men record. She's either into metalcore band of Mice and Men, or this band doesn't exist. I feel like it's probably the second. Yeah. Uh, I mean, of Mice and Men didn't come out until like the 2000s, so. That afternoon, Mr. Bandick says the class will be doing committee work and splits the class into groups of four. Margaret is paired with sexy boy Philip Leroy, slutty Laura Danker, and the boy with the crush, Norman Fishbean. I put seriously, I feel bad for Laura because she's just a total cunt to Laura right now. Mm-hmm. After they rearrange their desk, Philip does the super mature thing and sings happy birthday to you. You live in a zoo, you look like a monkey, and you smell like one too. Then he proceeds to pinch her very roughly, so rough that that tears come out. And says that a pinch to grow an inch. And you know where you need that inch. Boys must have really pinched Sam then. I wish more people had pinched my dick, but it was too small for them to find flaccid. <laughs> See, Sam was going to like bitch at me for a second until I made insulted my penis. So, you know, I got away with it. It's okay that I, that I said you got a little pinch of Sam? I didn't get any pinches, but I didn't need them. <laughs> that fair? Pinch. <laughs> no. I have a growing finish. Pinch. <laughs> oh no, my titties! <laughs> uh, <laughs> with those words and actions, Margaret was no longer attracted to immature Philip. Fair which, enough. yeah, the dude is super immature. Margaret is also pissed off because she had to sit across from Laura, and she's jealous of how developed she is, and she can't stand the drip known as Norman. Her birthday started off so well, and now it's crap. I feel ya. I feel ya, Margaret. Yep. Chapter 19. For the next three weeks, Margaret is walking Limp Biscuit song. She's pissed about the project. And did you think at this point she was maybe gonna start her first period? Oh yeah, because I was like, you are PMSing like a bitch. Like, she was going, like, really angry. To quote Katy Perry, you PMS like a bitch. Yeah. I would know. <laughs> um, she's outvoted on the country choice, Belgium. Philip doesn't do anything because he's a chode who looks good, and that's only going to take him so far in life, the little fuckhead. See, I'm betting mm -hmm. he hasn't hit puberty yet. Yeah. And puberty's going to hit him like a freight train. Oh, probably. And Norman is a slow reader who reads with his mouth moving. Did you hate group projects like this? I can't honestly remember any except for one in high school, my junior year. Uh, we had to do a group project in Native Lit, and the girl in our group took full charge of the project and made it all hers. We got a good grade, and she didn't mind doing all the work as far as I know. Hey. So, we had groups in, um, in government class. Yeah. And Ed was in it with me. I was in the Chicano, like, government one. Yeah. Or civics, I can't remember. I can't remember the official title, because it's not there anymore anyways. Yeah. And then... Fuck you, Tom Horn. Yeah. Fuck you. Um, don't vote for that chode. He sucks ass. The FBI investigated him because he sucks ass so much. <laughs> they didn't investigate him for homosexual acts. <laughs> no, just racism. Yes. Lots of racism. Lots. But anyways, so we did a project on, well, we did a group project and it was like Ed, me, what's some lady, I want to say Bailey. I'm just going to call her Bailey right now. Mm -hmm. And then her best friend, MJ. MJ almost failed the government class that... I play. I got an A through playing Soul Silver through. Yeah. And honestly, we all kind of half-assed the projects, but so did everyone. Yeah. So. <laughs> but I think it was mainly me and Ed. But okay. I, I think my my question was out. only if you hated group projects. Like oh yes, this. I hated it. Okay. 
One day, Margaret and Laura stay late after school to work in the library. We find out that Laura is Catholic and is going to confessional after school. During the study time, Margaret snaps at Laura because Laura makes a fair point that she can't copy word for word out of the book. Yeah, no, that's fair. Margaret snaps and says she knows what she does with boys behind the A&P. Laura is offended by these words and rushes out. Margaret feels bad for what she said and tries catching up to her, but can't because Laura has a big, has long legs and can't be caught up with. She's just that fast. <laughs> no, um, like on equipment, like. Margaret says she's sorry, and Laura is tired of all the girls picking on her for developing early and starting to wear a bra in the fourth grade. Laura is hurt and rushes to church, and under her breath, she says the wrong people confess. Margaret takes it to heart and follows Laura to her church. And I'm happy Laura got her moment to say a nice fuck you to Margaret and confess how shitty her and her friends are to her just for developing quicker than them. Not gonna lie, I started to tear up a little during her moment. It's a really powerful moment. Oh yeah, I'm like, good for her. That's all I put was good for Laura. Like, fuck yeah. Yeah. Margaret tries to confess but is too nerve-wracked and can only say I'm sorry before rushing out. She finds her mother parked outside and she takes her home. That mar- that night, Margaret prays on page 119. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. I did an awful thing today. Just awful. I'm definitely the most horrible person who ever lived, and I really don't deserve anything good to happen to me. I picked on Laura Danker. Just because I felt- Just because I felt mean, I took it out on her. I really hurt Laura's feelings. Why did you let me do that? I've been looking for you, God. I looked in temple, I looked in church, and today I looked for you when I wanted to confess, but you weren't there. I didn't feel you at all. Not the way I do when I talk to you at night. Why, God? Why do I only feel you when I'm alone? That's a really good part. Yeah. That whole chapter's really good. That's probably yeah. the best chapter of the book. Yeah. Chapter 20. A week before her trip to Florida, a letter comes in from Margaret's mom's parents. He, uh, her dad is furious that they have their address and they want to meet them. He claims they want to meet Margaret to make sure they don't have horns. He continues to yell and Margaret's fed up with her shit. Saying, uh, saying they're both being ridiculous and storms off to her room. She puts on a record to drown out the noise and eventually her parents walk into the room. They ask that Margaret read the letter. And Sam, do you mind reading the letter on page 122? Dear Barbara, your father and I have been thinking about you a lot. We are growing old. I guess you find that hard to believe, but we are. Suddenly, more than anything else, we want to see our only daughter. We wonder if it's possible that we made a mistake 14 years ago. We have discussed this situation with our minister and dear friend, Reverend Reverend Baylor. You remember him, dear, don't you? My goodness, he christened you when you were a tiny baby. He says it's never too late to try again. So your father and I are flying east for a week and hope that you will let us visit you and get to know our granddaughter, Margaret Ann. Flight details are enclosed. Your mother, Mary Hutchins. Margaret gets why her dad is pissed since he's not even mentioned in the letter. They plan to visit April 5th, and Margaret is happy she doesn't have to see them, since she will be in Florida. But bad news for her, they say she can't go. Miss me with that shit is what she wanted to say, and then they're like, no. This upsets Margaret, as she wants to be with the grandparent who actually wanted to know her. They then make a call to Grandma Sylvia to tell her that Margaret can't make it. This makes Margaret more upset. She prays to God on page 126. Well, what really sucks ass is they were like, you can tell her. Yeah. Margaret, and she's like, fuck you, no. No, it's not my decision. I don't want to tell her. Because she wants to go. And yeah. honestly, I'm like, no, I'm with Margaret. She yeah. should still get to go to Florida. It's not her fucking fault. Yeah. Her gr- other grandparents suck ass. 120. 126. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. I'm so miserable. Everything is wrong. Absolutely everything. 
I guess this is my punishment for being a horrible person. I guess you think it's only fair for me to suffer after what I did to Laura. Isn't that right, God? But I've always tried to do what you wanted, really. I have. Please don't let them come, God. Make something happen so I can go to Florida anyways. Please. Kill them on the plane. <laughs> that would have been great. Chapter 21. The following week, Margaret has calmed down about her mother's parents as they've talked it out. When they finally arrive, they seem normal enough. Margaret, Margaret can tell her father isn't comfortable with them. They have a fancy dinner and afterwards spend time in the den talking. It ends when the grandparents ask about religion. They get pissy when they find out they don't have one. Puritanical, fuck-faced anti-Semites. Fuck these asshole. They're so easy to hate. Oh yeah, I put mom's parents suck ass. Yep. This argument upsets Margaret so much that she never wants to talk to God again, or join the Y, or Jewish Community Center. I mean, honestly, because they were also talking like she's not there. Because yeah. Margaret's like right there, and they're like, what is Margaret gonna do? Mom's like, Margaret can do whatever the fuck she wants when she's an adult. Yeah. And they're like, no, she needs to be Christian. You're a Christian. And she's like, no. And then Margaret's like, fuck you, I'm here. Yeah. Eat a cock. Yeah. Fuck you, God. And they're like, oh, you said fuck you to God. <laughs> fuck your God. <laughs> she just started fucking singing deicide. <laughs> fuck your God. <laughs> uh, chapter 22. Margaret is still upset the next morning and doesn't come down for breakfast. That afternoon, she goes out to a movie with Janie. They arrive early, so they go to the drugstore and buy drugs. All oh, the drugs. Uh, Margaret convinces Janie, that, who, who still hasn't had her period yet either, to buy pads and a belt. I had to look up what a period belt is, and now I know. I've grown so much thanks to this book. So, mine didn't have that. See? So, another thing that mine had that yours didn't, so. Mine were just straight up pads, just normal. Yep, yep. they bought the pads and the period belt. Yeah, no, they just... It's a very weird contraption. Oh, yeah, my mom was like, no, fuck those. Those don't need to come back ever. <laughs> Did you ask her about it recently? Or? I told her that we're, that we're looking for that in the book, and she's like, oh, yeah, period belts are old as shit, and they suck. Janie almost... And apparently they never worked well. Yeah. Janie almost whims out, but when... But they end up buying them no problem. When Margaret gets home, she takes her pads to her room to inspect them and try on everything. She likes it. The following day, Margaret's mom's parents say they're leaving to New York to New York and cut their trip with them short. Chapter 23. Oh, so real quick, sorry. Oh, yeah, go ahead. So when she's like, they feel good, I'm like, okay, as someone who has worn pads for over 10 years, pads don't feel good. There's like three things they feel like. They feel kind of like weirdly padding your crotch, like just extra stuff there. The best ones feel like nothing. And then the cheap ones feel like cheap paper. On your crotch, which is not comfortable. Yeah. Do not enjoy. Well, Sam, she bought the expensive ones. <laughs> so they probably feel like nothing. Yeah. Um, I I think it's more just the idea that she feels more grown up yeah, that's than fair. anything. That's, she's not saying that it feels good like in general. She's just saying it's good because she feels more grown up. Kind of like the bra where it's it, like, ooh. Exactly. She's, okay. It's saying it like that. The one thing that kind of grossed me out, and I think they didn't think to change it in mine, yeah. is she wore hers like the... I think like the peer, the pad one. Yeah. But it's different with the newer ones that have the adhesive backing. And she puts hers back in the box. Yeah. And I'm like... Because like the one where mine with the period belt, she can put it back because there's no adhesive backing. Yeah. So I'm that's like, that's probably where they kept it from. Yeah. But I'm like, don't put that back in the box. Chapter do 23. That. that night, someone is at the food. Is at the food? What? 
<laughs> at the food. It's at the food. Who's eating the food? It's at food. Uh, that night, someone is at the door. It's Grandma Sylvia. She has come to visit to protect Margaret from her other grandparents. She also brought her new bow. She asks if they brought up church, and Margaret says they did. She tells Margaret to always remember she's a Jewish girl, and Margaret says she isn't and doesn't believe in God. Chapter 24. Their end-of-year projects are due. Are almost due, sorry. Margaret writes a letter to Mr. Benedict, talking about her project. It goes a little something like this on page 142. <laughs> Please rise. Please sit. Mine's on, yeah, 142, actually. <laughs> that was a different page. Dear Mr. Benedict, I have a, conducted a year-long experiment in religion. I have not come to any conclusions about what religion I want to be when I grow up. If I want to be any special religion at all. I have read three books on the subject. They are Modern Judaism, A History of Christianity, and Catholicism, Catholicism Past and Present. I went to church services at the First Presbyterian Church of Farbrook and to the United Methodist Church of Farbrook on Christmas Eve. I attended Temple Israel of New York City on Rosh Hashanah, which is a Jewish holiday. I went to confession at St. Bartholomew Church, but I had to leave the confessional because I didn't know what to say. I have not tried being a Buddhist or a Muslim because I don't know any people of those religions. I have not really enjoyed my religious... White people. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they're in like a suburb of New Jersey. I know. So. I have not really enjoyed my religious experiments very much, and I don't think I'll make up my mind one way or another for a long time. I don't think a person can decide to be a certain religion just like that. It's like having to choose your own name. You think about it a long time, and then you keep changing your mind. If I should ever have children, I will tell them what what religion they are so they can start learning about it at an early age. Twelve is very late to learn. Sincerely, Margaret Ann Simon. She turns the letter to him, and after reading it, she says she runs away in shame. Crying, she rushes to the bathroom and then home. Chapter 25 It's the end of the school year, and in the days that follow, Margaret finally gets her period. The end. Also, she starts talking to God again. The end. Oh, one of my other favorite things that happens with this is she calls out Moose and being like, stop spreading nasty rumors about... Laura. Laura, and he's like, the fuck you mean? Yeah. I haven't said shit about Laura. And she's like, what? And he's like, who do you, like... Who told you this? Yeah. You realize that she's a lying cunt, right? Yeah. Nancy B. Lion. That's just what she does. Yep. So, Sam, what's your review of this book? Fuck Nancy. (laughs) That's your review? (laughs) No, I think it's really good... Like, obviously, I'm not part of the demographic anymore. Yeah. But it is a very nice, like, I wasn't expecting the nuanced take on religion. Right? Like, the whole, like, her at the end being like, I don't know. And maybe I won't ever know. And then whatever. Yeah. Maybe don't make mess your kids up in a weird theological stalemate between in-laws. Yeah. Don't do that. And kind of the ins and outs of, like, the bullshittery that is middle, like, elementary to middle school age kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I out, liked it. Out of five, what would you give it? I'd give it like a 4.5 out of five. All right. I didn't imagine this book being as heavily about religion as it is. And I'm kind of relieved that it's split between religion and growing into womanhood. It's an in- interesting look into a preteen's perspective who isn't religious and it's and is curious about it. Though, honestly, my favorite parts of the books are when she's acting like a preteen. The hopes and fears and the events that happen make it a journey into womanhood that every girl should experience with this book. Uh, I ask honestly now, Sam, are you disappointed you never read this as a kid? I don't think so. Yeah? Because, as I'm going to say, like, I read a lot of other cool shit when I was a kid. Okay. And, you know, it's one of those I can't 
it's one of those, I knew, my mom was nice and kind of told me what to expect. Yeah. And, Your mom was very mature. Yeah. And didn't do the whole, like, thing. And also... She didn't give you a book of flowers. Yeah. It wasn't like that, of just the... Yeah. And also, like, my sex education, like, in middle school wasn't total garbage. Like, it wasn't sponsored by... Like, ours, like, I mean, elementary school I had it, and middle school I had it, not complete garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I give this book a perfect five. I must, I must, I must increase my bust exercises out of five. Okay, any recommendations you have? So, I have a couple, actually. All right, sweet. <laughs> Gonna say, for once, I do. I know, she actually did it. So. I'm not disappointed. You want me to do it first before you high-five High me? five. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so, if you're a teen girl, one, don't listen to this podcast, just don't. If you're a teen girl, you should listen to this podcast. And teen girl squad! But, um... Cheerleader! So-and-so! So, this book actually helps me a lot, and it's part of why I don't, like... I'm not sad about this book. Yeah. Partially because then I couldn't be jealous of other toxic relationships I could be having with girls my age. Mm-hmm. Because I already had enough toxic relationships with girls my age. Yeah. Um, But, The Care and Keeping of You from American Girl, of all things. All right. Because it actually had a really nice, like, it talked about even how to insert a tampon. Yeah, I was about to say, that's a very important book, I find. And it even talks about, like, it has some stranger danger. It also has, like, some tips of, like, to help with cramps. Yeah. Things like baths. Don't go too hard on salts. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of basic good things. I was about to say, it's a good basic book for girls. Yeah. Like, I'd say for girls going through puberty, it's good. Yeah. Because it also talks about, like, body hair and stuff, too. So. Yeah. I'm going to say, so that one, definitely recommend. I know, it's not a book, but it's a movie. Yeah. Turning Red. That is also on my recommendations list. Because it's basically, the whole thing is a giant analogy for puberty. Yeah. So, and kind of coming to terms with womanhood and friendships and all that. Yeah. So, and even a bit of spirituality, too. Yeah. So. Yeah, a little bit of spirituality, yeah. So, it's a definite good... It's definitely a modern age, uh, are you there, God, almost. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, and then, did I have anything else? I think those were my two main ones, because... Okay. Uh, since we plan on reading more Judy Bloom in the future, I won't recommend any of, I won't mention or recommend any of the other books, uh, the other coming of age books. Uh, there really isn't that much media that tackles a girl's coming of age with periods. It's truly a sad thing as it's natural and every woman has to go through it. Oh, um, sorry. I realized one. Okay. Because I thought about it and then I forgot the Baymax episode about the girl getting her first period. Oh, that is, oh yeah. I, I, so unfortunately I took my notes before this. But yeah. For that episode. After really good episode. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, if, you've, if you haven't watched the Baymax series, you should watch the whole thing. But there is a really good episode about period. Yeah. Uh, and I find that the episode of King of the Hill, Isle 8A. Oh, that one's really is good. Is another really good example of a girl having her first period. And all the anxiety and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's the episode, I think. Um, yeah. Unless you have anything else to say. No. Yeah, good good book, good read, good yep. episode. Fuck Nancy. Fuck Nancy. Next month we're going to be doing a poll of what book we should read. I haven't decided on what what uh which ones to choose, but I think I'm going to go with non-horror since October o- we're going to do. October we're doing, you know, horror. Uh and I think it's time I have to um I think I have to make this announcement for these people. I haven't I haven't told this to Sam either. But um I am leaving the podcast. 
your face of just like, yeah, whatever, Chris. Yeah, the uh, one that edits, the one that has the Twitter, the Facebook. <laughs> the one who edits, the one who stars in every, he's been in every single episode. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. sure. <laughs> uh, okay, no. Um, no, we are not doing Goosebumps books anymore on Drunken Book Club. I'm deciding it now because I'm doing, I'm primarily focusing on Goosebumps on my YouTube account. And uh, for the Speaking of Which YouTube page, if you haven't gone on there, check it out. I have a review of uh, Welcome to Dead House, of Whether It's Not Scary, and a bunch of other random videos on Goosebumps now. What? See his handsome face. Yeah, come see my handsome face. It's 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 all there. Come look at my tits. Come look at my tits, kids. Ooh, it's gross. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't, oh God, Chris. Uh, <laughs> Sorry but, to the NSA agent. Ooh, NSA agent, you're a fucking cop, so fuck you. Fair enough. Yeah, so I so apologize to them. Fuck them. They they chose this job. You know, yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah, so unfortunately, I don't think we're going to do any more Goosebumps books for Drug and Book Club. Because I don't want to cross over with that too much. That's fair. Can I have a weird request, though? Yes. So we had a whole, like, Goosebumps month for your 30th birthday. Yeah, uh, for July. For, for July. For technically Goosebumps 30th birthday. Well, also, they cross over with yours. Yeah, yeah. Could I possibly choose, like, whatever horror books you have, give me a choice of those? Uh, for your birthday? Yeah, for my birthday, because October is mine. Uh, I am gonna say no. Okay. Fuck you, Kaiba. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, no, no, yeah, you can go through my bag and find whatever you like, whatever's... Here, you can choose this one, Sam. <laughs> can you describe what book I picked up? So, Dead Time Stories, Invasion of the Apple Heads, and they're, like, dried out fucking looking apples with, like, fucked up noses, and... I don't know what's in their eyes, and I'm trying not to think too hard. I think it's seeds. Probably seeds. I'm just going to hope it's seeds. And they're, like, staring at a TV, I want to say. Yeah. And they have this, like, dead kind of expression. I actually had an... Uh, what I wanted to do was I wanted to take a poll of which three series... Which big three or four series would I want to do for the next uh, horror one. Because mm-hmm. I wanted to choose between Shivers, Dead Time Stories, uh, Frightland, that one series that's a newer one... And not bone chillers because I want to do Frank and Turkey for Chris uh, for the next Thanksgiving. I want to do you Frank mean, and Turkey too. Yeah, I was gonna say because we did it last year. For yeah, the... but I want to do Frank and Turkey too next uh, for the next Thanksgiving. Okay. Which I mean that just seems right. Yeah, I mean that just makes sense. Like right. <laughs> I, I I'm not gonna argue on that one because duh. But yeah, uh, I, if you want to do that though, you can do that. Yeah, no, but I'll let you choose. Okay. Yeah. You're gonna say maybe have the poll of again which series and then I can choose of which books of which ones I have. Yeah. Yeah. Because which one has the best covers? <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the best option. For I Sam. honestly have my argument of like of which series has the best covers, just because it looks cooler. Which one? Frightland. Frightland has really good series. It has really good covers. Yeah, I can't say anything about the books because I've read them, but yeah, I've only read one of the ones I have. I feel bad about that. There's only four in the whole series, so, so it's not like it's been. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for joining us this week. Hey, if you like what you heard, make sure to like, subscribe. Uh, leave a review or rate us, depending on where you're listening to us. If you're listening to us on Spotify, rating is much appreciated. If you're listening to us on iTunes, reviewing is much appreciated. And anywhere else, just subscribing is cool. Subscribing, leaving a comment on, like, SoundCloud's really awesome. Yeah. And hey, make sure to follow us at SOW underscore podcast on Twitter. And I was about to say Twitter and Instagram, but no, just Twitter, because I don't like Instagram. I really don't like Instagram or Facebook. Yeah, I bear. I only choose Facebook ninety percent for like the few friends I have that aren't on Twitter. Also, yeah, and make sure to follow us at patreon.com slash Speaking of which, I can't tell you how important it is to pay. Just to how important it is to support us, not pay. Pay me. 
Uh, we do all this pro for free, but if you really want to support the podcast, a dollar a month is what really helps me feel good. Make me feel good, Dad. Make me feel good. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, it's, it, it really is just a dollar a month. You get a bonus episode every week. Not every month, every week. You get podcasts early. You're not going to get videos early because, unfortunately, YouTube is really terrible with the algorithm. And it's best if you just release your videos immediately. Yeah. Like, they, they really screw you over if you don't. It's not it's not a Patreon thing. It's a YouTube thing. Yeah. So, fuck you to YouTube. I mean, technically, I could... If I did it via Vimeo and then released it privately on there, but I don't really want to do that. If, if we got paid enough where that would actually make a difference. Yeah. But right now, we're not at that point. I was where... say, you know what? If there's, if there's more than enough, I will. You also get to participate in polls to see what books we'll read on Drunken Book Club, Let's Read, and other topics. And if you have any ideas for what we should read, I'll listen to you. It's just a dollar a month, and you get a you get a recommendation a year. No, you get a recommendation whenever the fuck you want. Yeah. So let's say be like our patron at Eurosaurus Trey. Be cool at Eurosaurus. 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 Period. Trey. Yeah, at Eurosaurus Trey. It's just Eurosaurus for his handle. At Eurosaurus Trey. Uh, <laughs> Take it by the one dollar we're getting. Goodbye, dollar. Uh, <laughs> Just flies away like yeah. bacon. Bye bye. And Sam, where can we find you if you'd like to be found? You can find me on Twitter at Berserker Rose. Okay, so I have a few song ideas for what we should go off on. So we should either go off on "Losing My Religion" by REM because I feel like that's pretty apparent. Yeah. Get off of TikTok. Sorry. Uh, "Dear God" by XTC. Or I must increase my bust, which I think we'll probably, I'll probably play that throughout the episode, honestly. So yeah. probably not that last one. So I had some ideas just because I okay. looked at the <laughs> Turning Red. So I'm listening. my first one was thought Nobody Like You from Turning Red. Oh, no. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm trying to remember what some of the other ones were. You know what? It, I don't know. Dear M- mine made more sense, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, no, they did. Yeah. I went with, I went thematic. Yeah. I went with actual thematic versus. I was trying to find like a good like period song like they really don't no. unless it's nasty yeah i couldn't find anything yeah all right well thank you for I joining tried. us and we'll be going out on either dear god or losing my religion i kind of like losing my religion because at the end where she just loses. yeah she really does yeah. it's literally the turning point of the book yeah very strong mo- emotional part yeah fuck this book was good all right thanks for joining us guys bye fuck nancy <laughs> fuck nancy reagan i mean fuck her too.